Okay, let's 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 start the show off as if as if we're not doing the show, and then we'll say, "Oh wait, wait, is this on? all right? Oh yeah, but anyway, we're iDeveloper. Okay. Yeah, I haven't a clue. What are we? I de- are we iDeveloper? Yeah, we are iDeveloper. We haven't changed the name recently. iDeveloper one one nine. One one nine. Q music. The orchestra in the corner weren't ready for that. Never mind. Do you mean the guy with the kazoo that you hired? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, well, I'm assuming that was your kazoo impression. <laughs> yes, a very bad one, too. Oh, John, um, we recorded a show last week and, um, yeah, it never made it out. That's uh, It's a moment of history that's uh, never going to be captured. Can I offer my theory of what happened? Go on, then, because you genuinely don't know, because you did ask me when we started uh, talking on Skype and, and I told you I'd tell you as part of the show, um, which then I asked you something and you said you'd tell me something. So, really, we've got to, we've got to catch up now. Yes, well, let's, this is iDeveloper, conversations between two old men catching up. <laughs> so, yes. no, uh, this is my theory, that you were listening to it and you thought, oh, my God, this is so awful, I can't even unleash this on the public. I'm going to fake it's, it's a recording problem so that I don't have to share it with the world. Go ahead, tell us what actually happened. No, that would have been a good reason. Uh, no, actually, my, um, my MacBook started playing up um, and giving me all sorts of... Um, problems and it was just uh, rebooting and it was crashing. It's um, I mainly work off an 11 inch MacBook Air, um, which is a perfectly uh, it's, it's normally plugged into a 30 inch um, cinema display um, and actually makes a really good development machine for most things. So I don't need more. And it just started, it's about a year old. It was bought straight after Dub Dub last year when they were just released the um, Haswell based MacBook Airs and it was just doing crazy things and, and doing stupid things and, and whatever. So um, after about six restarts and all the sort of normal, you know, seven key combinations that are supposedly in theory do magical, mystical, waving chicken in the air things behind the scenes, it wasn't going. So I decided to rebuild the machine, um, wiped it out, installed a fresh copy of a... Uh, um, Mavericks on it, and then you suddenly realise it's how much in just a year builds up on a machine, and you suddenly, every time you come to do something, it's, oh, that's not there. Oh, that's not there. Oh, that's not there. Oh, that's not there. And it just took forever. It took about three days to get this thing back to a place where I, I felt like it was my machine again, and, and I owned it again, and it was uh, doing stuff I was doing. So anyway, so that, that cut off the first portion of the, the week when I'd normally have done the show. And then um, it, when I did fire up... Um, of course, then I've been editing the show recently in GarageBand, or shall I say for our American audience, GarageBand. Um, <laughs> and then, um, uh, but of course, I'd, GarageBand had gone off of my um, uh, drive, and by default, if you go back into the App Store, it only gives you the latest version of GarageBand, which has removed all the podcasting tools. Really? I did um, not know that. Now, you can get the older version but i've not bothered to look at how to do that so i thought well okay you know i've been using GarageBand for the last year or whatever to edit this thing and i've actually got logic sat here um and i've actually got adobe audition sat here so i might as well use one of those 
Um, and I actually sort of thought oh, I'd use Adobe Audition because uh, um, maybe another discussion for all the slagging off we give them. Um, I actually quite enjoy using Adobe tools. Um, oh. I signed up. Yeah, you know, I've never really bought Photoshop in the past or any of that stuff in the past. And then last year when they started the Creative Cloud, whatever, you know, 40 bucks a month or whatever it is, I thought, yeah, well, that's not bad, especially as I do video editing and I do sound editing and uh, Photoshop and all the rest of it. So, um, yeah, I've got all these tools. I thought I'd use them. So fire up Adobe Audition and I drag in my audio file and it's the biggest piece of crap you've ever heard in your life. It sounds like we were recording in a helicopter. Oh. Uh. So even, that's why even, the show didn't come out. But even the recording on your end, the one that was directly recorded on your end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the recording on my end was... And ah. So I thought, okay, because what we do, folks, in case you know, is, is I record uh, um, the my conversation this end, John records it at his end, and I put the two files together, and I also record Skype as a backup, um, which has both sides of the conversation on, but this helicopter sound was even on the Skype recording. Wow. So it was a case of I could sit there for 20 hours and try and remove this sound and get the right frequencies out and do the right dipping. Um, or I could just say, and do you know what? Show 119, RIP. So let's just pour out a little bit of malt liquor in the curb for our departed homie of a show. Yeah, well, actually, I'm sat here drinking some nice West Country cider, John. So um, what are you drinking this morning? Uh, I haven't even gotten to drinking my coffee yet. That shows wow, you. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. So there we are. That's why last a very long-winded way of saying why last week's show didn't come out. Although it's, uh, I love that feeling when you um, uh, get a nice clean machine back because because I do um, quite a lot of work for um, in, in different platforms, whatever else. By the time you've got nineteen different versions of Ruby on your machine and and whatever else, it does start to feel a bit crapped out. Um, even though it's not, it just feels it. So having a nice clean install with just one version of Ruby and um, one version of Node and all that on it is just uh, it makes me feel clean and shiny. Mm. Interesting. So that was it, and then I've had backup woes all week, but I'll tell you about those after you've told me something about your week, because I feel like I've poured out my heart to you now, and it's and it's time for you to give me some emotional return on my investment. <laughs> let me show you, let me show you my, 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 my studied indifference to your suffering. <laughs> yeah, something like that. What we need video is a video of me playing the world's smallest violin. Um, I, well, so, uh... A couple of things. I mean, one thing I was sad about uh, Italy versus uh, Uruguay. That was kind of interesting because I was at a at a kind of an all day meeting yesterday and, and starting off with a breakfast. And I had left after having watched the first uh, forty minutes or so of the game, and it was scoreless at the time. If, if for people who don't know, my wife is Italian, so I'm required to to support Italy. Um, and so. <clears throat> And it was scoreless, so I got there and I, I, I walked outside and I asked Siri, you know, what the score was. And while it was fumbling, trying to get me the answer, some guy walked by. He's like, Italy lost, you know, one, you know, one to nothing. And like, and I'm going, uh, feces. That wasn't the word I used. It rhymes with hit. Um, and he goes, yeah, right. And I guess he was another Italy supporter. It was pretty, uh, not a very good game, was it? Um, uh, and you but and, 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 you know, then, and sorry, do you know what the worst thing about it is? I can't, I can't now, you know, taunt you. It's like, ha ha, sorry, England, sorry about England being out. So, at least Italy beat England, though. That's true. It was it was a dire performance from England this yeah. this time round. We've never, you know, the I think the last time we didn't make it through to the next round was nineteen fifty eight or something. Mm. It's uh, and, but good on Costa Rica. Yeah. 
That's they were what? ranked. They were ranked thirty first um, in a tournament of thirty two, and they absolutely pulverised the group. Yeah, there we are. So we've had uh, machine woes. We've had football woes or soccer woes, as you'd like to say. Um, and uh, okay, John. I've, of course, I've been using backups this week because I've been restoring machine now. Um, I have a reasonably simple backup system here. Um, I tend to drop everything onto a Drobo that's here as well. It gets backed up onto a Drobo, copied across, and then my Drobo is sat on one of these um, internet backup services. And uh, when I started looking at one of these services, uh, um, I think I, I changed some for some reason um, end of last year. And um, I thought I came across one called Just Cloud, and it's a UK company. And I thought oh, it'd be nice to support a UK company. Um, and it, it it's uh, you know so I'll, I'll go on there and I looked at them and you know it's uh, wasn't the cheapest, but it had good stuff and it was seemed pretty reliable. I had also had a syncing service going on in there, um, so I'd do that. And so I, I sort of bought a two year plan and put my laptop on it for a little while just to see what was was like and then that was all okay so i sort of said okay i'm going to back up the external drive okay the backup external drive is extra don't have a problem with that i don't have a problem paying for things i'm using um so i point the software at my external drive it looks at my drive and it says um you have a drobo okay and it's uh currently telling me that it's a 16 terabyte drobo um because drobos report their maximum capacity regardless of what disk drives you've got in there um so, yeah, 16 terabyte Drobo. So for you to put your 16 terabyte Drobo onto our backup service, that's going to cost you X. Oh. And I sort of, and they said, but we're having a sale today, so it'll cost you 50% of X. Great. I thought that's brilliant. Um, so I purchased that, and uh, there we are. Now, you know what my internet's like here in, in southeast Bollockshire. Uh-huh. Okay, so um, my uh, backup has been sat running here in my office now for probably a about seven months. <laughs> and, and so far, you've basically been able to back up the, the README markdown files from your last Rails project. And, and it was, um, and it was, uh, and it was, and it was getting near the end. But it was like I still had about three or four months to go. <laughs> okay, and so um, a couple of weeks ago, I uh, I booked a day in a local. Um, uh, um, communal workspace what they call them shared workspace okay co-working space uh, co-working space that's it my brain's good called the cluster in in stride a town here called stride um and stride has fiber so i went there for the day to work it was a great place if you live in this area and you're looking for somewhere to uh uh, to spend a day uh co-working it's great and i'm intending to go back there sort of you know occasionally once a month or something just to, to go and um basically be with other human beings i guess um but they had uh, so what I did is I took my laptop in, but I also took my Drobo and I put it on their fiber. Mm. Um, so it began to back up, and I thought, oh, you know, I, I spoke nicely to the owners over there, and I said, can I just leave it here for the weekend? <laughs> and um, so I, I left my Drobo and, and a Mac Mini I plugged it into over there for the weekend, or two or three days, or whatever it was. And lo and behold, after seven months, it finished my backup in. Um, in about three or four days and it was like you know the 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 angels were singing it was glorious i was protected Mm. um the only to receive an email uh a couple of days later from um just cloud i used uh saying oh we don't like the way you've been using your 
backup storage. It's not really in our terms of service, so we're suspending your account. <laughs> oh no! I'm so and I said, and I said, what? <laughs> they said, and I said, it's an unlimited service, and it's the main things that says unlimited. And then I actually paid for the specific drive that you saw and told me the price for. And they go, yes, but our average user only backs up 100 meg, and you've backed up 800 gig. I said, but it's an unlimited service. No, we're suspending your account. Um, or you can cancel and we'll give you a partial refund. And I said, no, bollocks to that. Yeah. You know, either put my service back or give me a full refund. Um, and uh, then they've come back and said, no, no, actually, against our, against our terms of service, we can't cancel your account and give you a refund either and we're not unsuspending it. And it's like, wow. <laughs> I've just spent seven, seven months backing up my data um, to be told, um, you know, we're suspending your service. And it doesn't seem there's a lot I can do about it. Um, and I knew this wasn't a cheap service. I paid probably for the two year plan, and I put the two year stuff on there. I probably paid close to four hundred bucks or something really? to put this on. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was. I paid for lots of extras and stuff. It wasn't like I just you know went for a two buck a month job or anything. I was mm. doing this properly, and um, and and it was like oh, and you're just thinking, oh my word. What's um you know what's going on? and I sort of did a bit of internet research and this has happened to a few other people and uh, they're, they're saying about it and actually I found you know we have something in the UK called the Advertising Standards mm, yeah. Authority who have just upheld just last week a complaint against this company as advertising unlimited when it wasn't unlimited and the thing is it wasn't I was it was the extra extra drive they're complaining about so there we are folks if you are looking for a backup service I'm going to recommend you do not use Just Cloud in fact do you know what John I'm registering the, the the domain. Do not use just cloud. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to put up a web page with my story on it. So. I think that's a fine there, idea. There we are. And hopefully, just doing a bit today, I reckon I can get it to rank page one on Google. I bet so. For, for just for just cloud. Make sure <laughs> we'll you have make sure you have the link, and that we just we're going to whip up an SEO storm. Yeah. So, uh, so folks, when you um, when you, I want you to uh, link to um, don't use just cloud. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, link to there, and let's get some SEO credit going, and let's teach these people that when you sell somebody a service, you need to darn well deliver. Well, more importantly, is that you just don't you just don't uh, federation of united Christian kings, um, Scotty, in, in who was the thug of Southeast Bollockshire. Yes. Oh, so there we are. That's my that's my woes for the week. But fortunately, because it's a double, you know, I use local backup and offline backup. But yeah, you know, I could I could rebuild my machine and everything was cool. Um, so this is like my my offsite version of the backup, which is why I've not been too worried. It's taken too long, and I do have another um, large hard drive that I occasionally take a duplication of my drobe off and just move to a different part of the house. So I'm not totally exposed, but it's. It's just frustrating, and it's in, in why do they do it? I mean, you know, why, if it's not unlimited or there is an issue, why not just be upfront about it? Why bullshit your way into taking people's money? It's just not cool, guys. Just cloud, you are not cool. Mm-mm. Right, I'll tell you somebody who is cool, John. Oh, Scotty, now that was awesome. <laughs> who, who's cool, John? Uh, I think our friends at Martian Craft. They are our friends at Martian Craft. And do you know what the name of their product is, John? Uh, it's not one of these long-witted products names, I think. What is it? Oh, Briefs. <laughs> we are. God, we're so good at this. <laughs> Briefs. <laughs> From our friends at Martian Craft. 
and they are so cool and they don't screw you and they deliver exactly what they say okay briefs is a a map product for designing your application so you can get the look and the feel so you can design the transition between screens and, and views and where the button should go and then you can take that, that design and you can download it onto a device put it into your user's hand or um, uh, your client's hand and get them to play with it and you'll immediately begin to, to know is this design working does it feel right does it look good when it's on the device how does it interact and you know as we said before it's really really not many people can um, especially non-tech people but even lots of tech people can actually make that trans you know easy translation between what looks good in Photoshop to what actually works on the device and this just cuts out a huge amount of the risk and uh, again you know this isn't the cheapest piece of software ever it's 199 bucks but it's you know that's a it's a bargain because it's you know development time is expensive if you can catch a, a fault up front if you can um, catch mistakes up front you know that's that's just nothing so go download briefs from giveabrief.com and uh, when you like it give them your 199 bucks and they won't screw you over guaranteed and if they do i'll send john round <laughs> but they won't yeah. they won't briefs uh, we won't screw you yeah i think yeah let's go into marketing and advertising john so, John, um, last week we, we we spoke about all sorts of stuff last week. And, in fact, I think it was our best show ever last week um, when we didn't end up putting the show out. Um, but we were talking about Swift and people adopting Swift. And, actually, the um, you know, the, I, I did notice over the, um, the first few days and maybe week after Swift had come out that people were saying, oh, my word, this syntax here is horrible, or, oh, my word, this bit doesn't work, or oh my word, this or that or whatever. And then I have started to notice over the last few days or the maybe the last week, you start to see a few more tweets of, wow, this bit's really cool. Or, oh, I love the way it does this. As people begin to to, to um, get used to it. Now, I, I, to be honest, I haven't really had a lot of time to play with it. I've read the, uh, uh, I've read the book. I've watched the WWDC sessions. Um, I've done a little bit of coding with it. Um, and I'm so I'm, the, the jury's still out for me. In fact, I'm... I'm I'm not a person who really gets too upset about the syntax of a language as long as it works. Um, so, you know, but it, it, it feels quite comfortable to me. Have you, have you had a chance to do any more? No, no, I'm pretty much in your, in your boat. And I've been, been kind of busy and, and, uh, and uh, yeah, on, on the kind of non-coding aspects of software development, which I found very interesting, um, which we might, we might consider chatting about either during this show or another one. But uh, I, and I'm, I'm with you. It's like I, 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 I'm too old and, and my precious mind is too kind of full of good stuff or good, bad and different stuff to get upset about about something. You know, I, I, I watched with, with I wouldn't say glee, but a, a good friend of mine, Marcel, was getting into an argument on, on Twitter, as people do, um, about about aspects of of swift versus you know objective c and and what problems were being solved or what problems did or did not ever exist in objective c that that swift happily solved or didn't solve and uh that's that's definitely a couple of notches above my pay grade i i'm i'm it, it's kind of reminds me again of of the thing about git versus github the most interesting thing to me about git has always been github and in some ways the most interesting thing to me about swift is 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 you know the, the playground so Hello. Sorry, did you just literally stop speaking after the word playgrounds? Yes. 
Okay, the, the intonation in your voice was you were about to say something else that oh. could be stunning, stunning, and I was waiting for it. Uh, yeah, it would be a long wait. Yeah, we were on such a roll, John, and now we screwed it up. Yeah. There we are. John and Scotty, they will let you down. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, we should, we should ask, we should ask our, our, our audience members uh, to, to come up with, with, with bumpers for, for iDeveloper that we can do. <laughs> I'm not sure, we, I'm not sure we, um, our egos will be that massaged, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I, I I did a presentation um, at this conference and one in Austria um, earlier in the year, and, and for that I'd been looking into stuff. In other words, you know, I've deployed commercial applications in twenty one different languages now, or something like that. It was it was the low twenties, and you know, it's um, you know, language is a language, and every one of them, none of them are perfect, and, and it, this is just a case of. Um, you know, it, moving forward, and, and I guess with each generation of language, you do begin to lose some of the cruft of the stuff you had to do um, beforehand. Um, I know what we were talking about last week now, John. We were talking about how actually programming, for all its uh, improvement over the years, is yes. still programming. Yeah. Um, the, you know, for all the tools we have and the IDEs and you know, the direction we're going and the frameworks, actually the job that I'm doing today is still pretty similar to the job I was doing 20 years ago it hasn't changed that much um that's what we were talking about it was a great show it was a great show well well Scotty you never asked me because you never talked to me during the week it's only like all right I have to talk to John do the show but you know I have recordings of it maybe my recordings are are worth uh worth resurrecting because I when I split my well I should I should check um Oh, so you record both sides of the audio do you well yeah if you when you record in call recorder it gets both sides so we're going to really mess with your minds, folks, because we might release last week's show after this show yeah, this week. Yeah, but let's make sure that we tell everybody how incredibly awesome it was. And we, we should, and what we should do just to, to, to hedge our bets, because since you know while we're recording this, we don't know whether we can meet this thing. We should just officially name this One Nineteen Beasts. <laughs> One Nineteen Beasts. Ah. <laughs> uh. It's been a quiet week, hasn't it, John? It has. No. So I, I had something interesting uh, yesterday. So, uh, you know, uh, we spent an afternoon looking at a way of trying to figure out a some features and flow um, for uh, at Findery. And it was very interesting in that, you know, one of the things that happens when you have a group is you obviously have different sets of dynamics when it's just you or maybe you and one other person. But when you are trying to develop software, you cannot exclude everybody. I mean, you can't say, okay, we're the planning of it's going to be done exclusively by business development or community management people or software engineers. You know, you have to have everybody aligned in the company and you have to spend some time talking about explicit features in bite sized chunks. In, in ways that you can explain very succinctly and you can fit on a card. So this is this is nothing new. But what I found interesting in, in the way that we did it is, is that we had a fellow come in who who said, look, I've been through so many you know failed software projects and they they tend to fail for the same reason. It has a lot to do with 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 ego and the inability of people to get on the same page and people fighting over things when they acquire some ego for it. And and, and there there were a couple of of of, of clear points that that were made that I, I really liked. Um, one of which was, you know, ownership of ideas and, and when something is considered to be, you know, a good idea or not, or, 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 you know, when people get attached to it. So, for example, you might say, you know, I have more power or I have less power. Or I have more influence. You know, I work on iOS, so I should have more influence on, on an iOS decision 
naturally because I work on iOS and 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 if a, if an idea comes from somebody who is a web app developer or or someone else in the company should that have less and so what was very interesting is you you we did this process where we had some person who was the scribe so had one set of 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 handwriting and we would ask people to say give us an idea give us give us something you can describe literally in in a sentence you could write it on every other line on a 3 by 5 inch card um, and so you can just get that idea and so if if the idea was too complicated you either had to break it up into to smaller pieces or or you kind of that was a signal that that the idea you had had not been sufficiently developed but what became interesting is that after all these ideas were out on the on the table on just just captured you do that for a particular period of time and then you tend to forget who came up with one specific thing because usually an idea will 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 beget the discussion from someone else and now you're left with a bunch of cards and and then the next part of the exercise is is to trying to figure out where they would fit Along the the continuum of an app's use, from the time they first install it to to you know the creation of a, of a user account, if that's appropriate, to when they have used various different features and kind of gone along the arc to hopefully becoming power users. Some people will, some people won't. Some people will sign up for your account if if, if you if there's an option. Some people won't. But but the interesting thing is then to, to to line it up and then start to kind of move it up or down based on is it something that is happening all the time for every users or sometimes or something that happened maybe once in the lifetime of the app and then and, and be able to rank it that way we haven't even finished it because it, it takes a bit of time but I found it very interesting while it was happening and, and as I said it was it was a couple of these key moments this idea that that it, it's okay to to say I don't know whether this is a good idea or not all ideas can have value and you get them out even something that when it's first articulated may seem dumb or incomplete somebody else will add some other a bit of it and then it becomes an idea and not something that is attached to an individual and I thought that was that was kind of a breakthrough experience at least for me because because you know in prior years I've I've mostly worked alone and and now working in a group as I have been for for a year and a half now it, it's it's an interesting switch um, and I enjoyed it we'll see how, how it turns out but it, it was it, it's been a, it's been an interesting adventure and yesterday afternoon was was a fine part of it yeah, it's great, isn't it, when you start to explore some of this stuff. And, and I think we have, um, you know, that, that this is an area of software development and, and, and product development that is um, that is going to, I think, change the most, actually, compared to the languages over, over the next few years, is this way that we actually work with ideas. Right. Um, and, and we uh, solve problems and... And look at them. I was reading some stuff this week on A/B testing because I'm seriously looking at a, a doing some uh, a range of A/B testing for checking a sales site. Um, to, to and how initially for many designers, when um, you know you talk about A/B testing, they take it as you know, especially a website, for example, they take it as an affront that you're saying that they don't know what they're doing and what looks good and what doesn't look good. Um, well, I guess there's, there's, that brings it down to several um, issues here. Is is it just about looking good or does it have to work is, is, is the first question. Um, but just following this one designer's journey about how, you know, instead of having his designs always challenged all the time, he's embraced A-B testing because he can simply say, I've designed this, let's test it. Um, and I think the way that we triage and manage ideas... Um, and, and thoughts is going to become 
I don't want to say proceduralized because that sort of kills it, but I think, you know, it's this this concept of how we test ideas is quite exciting. The concept of how we test um, the way we do things is quite exciting. And I think this this aspect of let's create something that's a little bit more, um, you know, it's a bit of this and a bit of that, and we'll let it take its own shape as different ideas prove themselves, and we're going to do far more app analytics and website analytics and... Uh, maybe even you know um, the days are coming where we'll have A/B testing in our apps. So that half of the users are seeing one view, whereas the other half see the other view, and we'll be getting metrics back of which ones are responding the most to it and doing it. Now that can sound quite creepy and quite hard, but actually, you know, that's great user feedback, isn't it? That's a great way of of, of changing things and this whole way of exploring ideas and in a a data driven way. Because at the end of the day, everything comes down to fairly data driven stuff. Um, I think I think is an area that needs lots of development. I think subjective things can be analysed with data. They can, and it's, it's interesting. You, you listen to this and you think about it, and you can compare it to, for instance, you know, grafting a plum tree over many generations, or, or you know, doing it in a laboratory with you know as as, as genetically modified organisms. And I don't I don't want to kind of compare it or open up that long debate, but there is something that 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 sits there. It's like in reality. Your product over time will adapt as users kind of enjoy or not enjoy or use or not use certain features of your app. And you can either do it very, very slowly and kind of organically, which there's arguments for it, or you can do it kind of during the development phase. And and absolutely, I mean, I think that it's pretty safe to say that in, in popular apps... Twitter, Facebook, and others, there's there's some A-B testing going on. There's some aspects of those apps where they don't roll out a feature to every user. This is, is well understood um, for lots of different reasons. And a lot of apps are built so that they can do this. And and and, and back to what you were saying, it's like, yeah, I mean, you, you're right. The mechanics of writing code to make a computer understand it have not fundamentally changed. But what is changing faster is is the process that, the, 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 you know, kind of adding a, a, a more structured and scientific process for for idea creation and idea evaluation, idea evaluation, and I would say, uh, hint hint, for for NS conference, that would be an interesting topic to, to get some some people who really know their stuff about that, who have been through the, that experience and, and figured out how do they how do they do this type of development, especially in an app driven world or at least in an iOS world where you have to have things you know it's considered that you have to have a finished product in the app store before you're allowed to. Uh, let many people use it. You know, it will change. It's, it's one of the more interesting changes. If you can have a thousand people use your your builder app, that's a that's a big enough audience that you can get a type of, of feedback from kind of general public and not friends and family or devoted testers that, that where you don't get that same type of feedback. So hopefully that will Im- improve apps um, as as they're they're more they're more betterly developed. Yeah, you see, I, I'm not I'm not sure that. The user world is ready for the the apps they're using to be constantly feeding back. I know some do, and it's expected. But you know, I, I think uh, people using your end app will find that a little bit creepy. Um, maybe still at the moment. Um, I think that will go away over time as more and more stuff does it. However, the I think with the changing of test flight coming in under Apple and being able to, allowed to have a thousand. Um, Apple IDs against your application for testing. Um, you can now run. You could now you can now run beta programs of you know five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred people, which again I think you know in, in your betas that's enough people to to have good analytics to work out some stuff that's working and not working. So even if we don't end up within our live apps where there are thousands of users, which I think is 
the way we're going to end up going. And, and I think, you know, people who can um, learn to analyse data of the way their apps are being used in, in the wild and, and, and respond to it are going to, you know, produce better apps than people who don't. Uh, but, you know, at least in, in beta tests, we can begin to make that process. And, and actually, that's even better because we can learn how to do it because one of the, the problems, I think, when you do anything that's around um, data analysis, um, and particularly things with A-B testing, is is learning all about statistical relevance and, you know, what data has actually got some value and what data doesn't. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, that's a learning curve that lots of us who are trying to be indies or do our own sort of um, business around it are going to have to learn because it's not just a case of six people like that one and seven people like that one, that one must be right. It's, you know, the context it's in. It's the, it's the times of days it was in. It's, you know, we, we're, we're probably going to have to become statisticians to understand how users are using our own app. But, you know, someone like me, that's that's learning another skill. That's that's I find that quite exciting. Maybe you're sat there and you like typing, you know, you just like typing code, then maybe that sounds really dull to you, in which case, employ me. Mm-hmm. No, don't employ me. I've got enough to do as it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's it. I think that, and this to, to, to tie it back, I forgot to, to kind of give a, a shout out to Michael Curtis, who's a, I think, a longtime listener of the show, who I've met personally once, um, uh, and who, who is kind of one of these these guys who has worked with computers for a lot and, and has kind of dipped his toe into to programming with different languages. And, and he had written to me and saying, you know, please talk about Swift, and because it seems like this is easier for me to, to uh, easier for me and easier for, for for folks in my situation to wrap their head around. And I think that's good. And, and we've been talking a lot in the last couple episodes about that about the the craft of software development and that you know the, the it, I'm, I'm i'm of the opinion right now that the, the code is ending up becoming the least interesting aspect of it at least vital because it because it, it, it is you know it is i i shouldn't say that I mean it's kind of a throwaway thing to say but i think that if you look at the at what makes for a successful product you know, code code can code the most beautiful code in the world, and you've said this. You know, the most beautiful code in the world that that doesn't produce something that people want to use that sits languish, languishing in a store doesn't matter. And and kind of code that may have problems and, and and may may have edge cases or something that that that, but that some of the interactions or, or the problem it's solving that they're so good that that it, it gets it gets run and then over time. You know, if, if you think about it again, kind of evolution of anything, evolution of plants or, or, or human behavior or human physical attributes is a very messy process and it takes place over the time. And why is software any different? Yeah, I, I think I think you're right about the code, but equally, I don't think that's a problem. And you shouldn't be people shouldn't be scared of that because, you know, what what I what yeah what we really want, and we're getting closer and closer to this. In fact. No, I was going to say what we want is is for ninety percent of our app to be written for us, and us only have to write the ten percent because that's the interesting bit. Um, but actually, we're probably closer than that already. Because if you take up how much you know how much code is there in Cocoa when we ship our app, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. our, our our code isn't making up ten percent of our app. Yeah. You know, our code is probably less than ten percent of our app. Um, but it's you know the, the the point is that the you know. The, yeah, writing the plumbing for a view controller is interesting once, but it's it's after that it's it's yeah. the stuff you get through. Um, what we like as developers is solving the things that are unique about our application, the algorithm that allows our app to do this, the the particular thing that makes our app special here. And you know, so the reality of coding is we want our tools to get better and better because you know we want to focus on more and more of the bits that are about us and less and less about the plumbing and the operating system. So. But then you take that our little bit of code and you put it into the context of the you know the other ninety nine percent of the code. I think you're right. The code is 
almost becoming the least important bit, but it's still got its huge part to play, and we shouldn't be scared about that as developers. Yeah. Scotty. Still. I think I think that we should we should we should bring this yacht back to Harper so we can get back into our hot tubs with supermodels. What do you say? I think that's fine. Apart from mine's more likely to be a lukewarm bath with super glue, but there we go. <laughs> oh wait, no. Well, I have. Well, I have uh, one more quick thing. So I, you know, uh, you know how two summers ago, summer when it was the summer of Amsterdam. This is going to be. I, I am. I am announcing NS Suvlaki. Um, because I'm going to Amsterdam and Athens, and I'm so happy. Excellent, excellent. Um, that's great. That's really good, because firstly, I'm looking forward to you telling us all about it, but secondly, that means you're close enough that I might be able to get on an aeroplane and come and see you. I think you should, Scotty, and I think that, that you should you should join us. I, and this is, again, going back to, to Amsterdam. Because, uh, sorry, well, Amsterdam, I'm going there for uh, five, six days to, to kind of check in, go to the meet and drink, and go say hello to our, our friends in Amsterdam. Um, and then I'm going to, to hang out with Klaus um, and the, the folks at Stone Soup in Amsterdam, Greece, and the, the fine, fine folks at Athens Grove. Um, this was the, the incubator that I was talking about in some shows past, and uh, I'll be giving another talk and, and some events there, so I'm, I'm super pleased for that. And, uh, yeah, so maybe Scotty will see you in Athens. And uh, maybe we could see you, dear listener, in Athens, because there is um, a Rails job that is, that is open for somebody who wants to come work on something, a, a funded startup in in um, Athens that is working in aquaculture. And so this is interesting. This is something solving an actual real problem that can be measured and building a platform for doing it. It's kind of cool. So if there's somebody out there listening and and you have the interest and the possibility to, to relocate to, to Athens, at least for a period of time in the beginning, to work on an interesting project, uh, you should get in touch with me and I will put you in contact with the right people. Um, this is a very serious offer. I think it could be actually very interesting. Scotty, if, if you weren't a married family man, you might even want to take this one because you would be working on, on, a, on something simple that has a direct impact and you could do it in a sunny, interesting part of the planet. Sounds cool. Yeah. Well, John, you said get in touch with you. Where should people do that? Uh, well, they should. They can. They can do it a number of different ways. You can send me a message on Twitter. On Twitter, I'm Jembe. That's D J E M B E, like the West African drum. You could send me email to John at J O H N at memoryminer dot com. Um, so those are the two easy ways you can get in touch with me. Okay, my name is Scotty. You can find me on Twitter at MacDevNet. On ADN is Scotty. If you want to send me an email just because I don't want to feel left out. Scotty at iDeveloper.co. iDeveloper.co is where you're going to find the show notes for this episode if we release it. And uh, and if we don't release it, I don't know why I've bothered saying it, because you wouldn't have ever heard that anyway. So there we are. John, if we can, by the way, if we can get the uh, audio up together for the other episode, we will try and release it, because I think we did talk about some reasonably interesting stuff. Um, of course, if I edit it and realise we were as boring as shit, then we won't release it. Scotty, this is like the really second... Scotty, um, Scotty, you know what <laughs> Here we go. It's a good John, thing. it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, it's, uh, it's a shame that both Italy and England are out of the World Cup. Congratulations to the USA. I believe they've mm. qualified, haven't they? Yes. Or they should qualify, anyway. Um... What's it coming to when the USA progress further than England or Italy in soccer? <laughs> USA, US, US, WTF? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, let, let's not go there. I'm yeah. going to drink more cider. Yeah. All right, thanks, folks, for listening. Um, 
until next time, you take care. Thank you.